Sports Uncensored podcast with your host, Matt and Jess. Don't forget to like and subscribe at SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like and follow us at, um, what is it, Twitter and yep. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Yep, that's is pretty that? much it for that on there. But Oh, no, we have a Facebook page now. Oh, yeah, go That's to what it was. Um, I have a Facebook page now, so go check us out. Um, I just posted the baby shark thing from last week. So Okay, um, well... Um, realistically, we got a few things, obviously probably the biggest thing in kind of like the sports landscape and actually transitioning through pretty much like pop culture everywhere. Obviously the Colin Kaepernick thing with Nike, obviously pretty big deal. I see you wearing some Nike stuff That's right now. That's all I'm wearing. <laughs> so, um, we Listen, got, some... I've seen all the burning of the shoes and everything. Like, I think we talked about this. How no about... fucking way am I burning shit I spent money it's... on. I don't But give... here's the thing. <laughs> Neither am I. You know how I, like, we talked about, like, I felt like there was a time and a place for him to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, uh-uh. Like, I don't care whose face is on it. If people are gonna burn shit, just bring it to me. Yeah, I'll like, take it. Like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. I love Nike. So we got a little bit of that. We got a uh, um, we got a little bit going into um, recapping some of the um, some of the NFL thoughts and the takeaways. A little bit of there and Rogers doing some God mode shit on one mm-hmm. leg. Um, then going into uh, some fun stuff. A little obviously some sports trivia. Some things you may not know. Um, then uh, the last segment we'll kind of kick into. Uh, some kind of fun things we're gonna actually talk about favorite country songs and, <laughs> and talk about I talked why him they into are. That. Yeah, well, that's all right. I, I don't mind country, so we're gonna pick some of our top country songs. Talk about that. Maybe some songs you heard of, songs you haven't heard of. Maybe you want to go listen to things like that. Um, but okay, kind of getting into it. We're gonna dissect this a little while, um, talking about the Nike and Colin Kaepernick thing. So, did you actually watch the full ad? Yeah, yeah, I watched the full ad. It's if you watch the ad and you have no idea. So, it, let's take a step back before we get into it. Nike has long uh, been a part of doing some fantastic, motivational, high quality, highly produced commercials, mm-hmm. like almost setting the bar of perfection when it comes to doing um, those type of commercials. Um, like emotional attachments makes you think cerebral type of commercials and when you when you think about it uh, and you think about um quality you know what i mean nike's always been looked at as as a as a good quality brand it's not Mm -hmm. something that's cheap not something that's looked over expensive right um almost anybody wears nike almost anybody can afford nike um so getting into that part of it the commercial that they shot let's take out the fact of all the stuff with Colin Kaepernick all I'm the stuff post it right now. yeah if you um, take away what Colin Kaepernick started and did and just watch it it's incredibly motivational it's talking about overcoming odds um, being able to um, achieve goals basically that you said I thought it was a great video um, and then obviously you know the ending uh, everybody's talking about right Colin Kaepernick's face and uh, you know talk about sacrifice and everything and those of us who listen to the podcast talk to me in a personal level know that um, I like the idea of the kneeling I like the idea of the protest um, but this is the only this has been um, well I don't want to say the only because Colin Kaepernick made some mistakes in the past with the um, the pig socks and then the Castro t-shirt. But 
he um, and Nike made a mistake here. Um, so Colin Kaepernick obviously saw a lot of veterans and talked to a lot of military personnel because he was originally, most people don't realize this, Colin Kaepernick was originally sitting down. Very similar to how Marshawn Lynch does, but nobody ever calls him out because he's Marshawn Lynch. But Marshawn Lynch will sit down. Colin Kaepernick used to sit down. Nobody was noticing it. Colin Kaepernick reached out to a war veteran, a uh, military veteran, said, hey, listen, I, I want to protest, but I want to be as respectful as possible. And uh, the guy, Isn't I forget the military the veteran. said to do it? He, the military veteran yeah. said, do not sit down. That's incredibly disrespectful. Um, but taking a knee, you're showing a sign of respect, while at the same time... Standing your ground. Yeah, basically. standing your ground about what you believe in. Right. So he goes, that's the perfect way. So that's what the veteran said. Now, obviously, just because one veteran says it does not make it right, does not make the law of the land, that's almost like saying my black friend told me it's okay, I can say this, so I can talk to all black people like this. It's, yeah. it's an asinine um, conclusion to draw, but what he, what he's doing is it, it's... To be clear, it's not something that Colin Kaepernick just pulled out of his ass. So this is reaching out, talking to other people. Okay. So Colin Kaepernick and Nike get together. Nike is not the first group that tried to get a hold of this. Um, they just had him under contract. So Adidas, all these other manufacturers, were trying hard to get to Colin Kaepernick. Because, but, really? but he was still under contract. Yeah, for Nike, they couldn't do it. So, so people wanted him, so the like other, the story? The, like, the, the other shoe companies, apparel companies, the Adidas's of the like world, the Reebok, yeah, yeah. wanted to do this, but because he's under contract with Nike, Nike did it. So to, so one thing yet again to be clear, just I, I hate the fact that everybody's blaming Nike. Everybody was doing it, just happened to be Nike one. Like, yeah. everybody was going to do it. So, to say, like, oh, well, you don't see Reebok or Adidas. Or, they were trying to do it. They just couldn't do it because under contract, they kind of represent, they owned his uh, apparel rights, basically, okay. Nike said. So, Nike was like, hey, the way to go. A couple things that kind of irked me or made me upset about this. One, there's a lot of military veterans who are already on the fence, at the very least, uh, about the about the whole protest. To say you sacrificed everything um, is bananas. That yeah. that part's that part's bananas. Um, there's been plenty of military veterans, plenty of people who have passed, plenty of people who have truly sacrificed limbs, um, friends, family, yep. maybe their own lives, maybe their family veterans are you know speaking for. Uh, excuse me, the family of the veteran is speaking for that veteran. Uh, that's the ultimate sacrifice. Giving your life for, you know, freedom, all that. That's that's the ultimate right. sacrifice. Don't get me wrong, Kyle Kaepernick lost his job. But and, he didn't lose his life. Yeah, and he was still getting paid by Nike the whole time, yeah. right? So it's not like... It, let's be clear. He was making more money than pretty much any American was making outside of the top, you know, 1% or 5%ers. Uh, of United States, right? So it's not like Colin Kaepernick was like, man, the lights are getting turned off. It's a good thing I got these damn candles, right? So it wasn't anything mm -hmm. like that. But um, we have to understand that he did lose his job. He lost his livelihood, something he loved doing. Colin Kaepernick loved doing. If you're in the NFL, if you're in any professional sport, you have to love what you do or almost be um, 
you know, infatuated by it just because you can't be that good or cannot um, want to be or strive to be that good and not love what you do, right? So that's, that, that's a given. But um, he did lose his job solely because of this. Now, for people that take the other side, that talk about um, the ownership team is uh, trying to keep Colin Kaepernick um, out of the league because they don't like that he's protesting for black rights, and that's completely false. Ownership teams are trying to make money, and they only care about making money for good or bad. Colin Kaepernick's protests and the things they started have affected the bottom line. And if you run your own business or you have your own money, which is all of us, the last thing we want to do is give up our money. So that part is a little uh, frustrating because now you have a guy like Colin Kaepernick um, and then you have Nike talking about the, the sacrifice and everything. That part now I think we made clear probably isn't true. Nike won't admit it, but they probably said, hey, you know, it probably could have changed the verbiage a little bit. Maybe yeah. say, or it felt like sacrifice something you loved, something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's turned into a big, what is it called? Meme? Yeah. It's like a meme Yeah, now that thing part now. was hilarious. That like, part was hilarious. The, the, the best one was 50 Cent on Floyd Mayweather where it was just a bunch of gibberish on the screen because <laughs> making fun of how Floyd Mayweather can't read. I thought that shit was classic. Like, there is so many now like it's yeah, beyond yeah. ridiculous and you know that's nike don't get me and anybody who tries to say like hey nike stay look at them standing for Kyle kaepernick let's be clear they want to make money too so yep. they're in it to make money so let's not try to put nike on this high pedestal i love what they're doing i, I love that the fact they're doing it but the number one issue that we have is now they're cheapening the message they commercialized they uh marginalized and they've now driven this message into something that's a commodity, something that they can sell, something that they can stamp, something that they can commercialize in a way that now I think just flatly cheapens the message. It cheapens what they're trying to do. So like I've said all along, I love the protests where we get caught up because the protest is during the National Anthem that people think it's for the national anthem, for the flag. It isn't. It isn't. It is the wrong place for a lot of people. I can see both sides of it. But also we have to understand that this is a group of people who feel like they have been, um, have exhausted all means to try to get people's attention. Yeah, trying to be seen. They've exhausted everything. So we have to understand that even if you don't believe in police brutality, it's, it's, even if, but even if you don't believe in it, even if you don't believe that there that there is a group that's being that is being mistreated, are we to believe that every almost every to the majority? I'm sorry, I don't want to say a hundred percent that a a vast majority of a single race feels like they're being taken advantage of and feels like they're being put in a bad light that makes them feel um, less than. So they're all just making it up. That's what we're set to believe. But they're all just trying to gain attention and gain sympathy. I highly doubt... I mean, think about this. As a group of people, try to get 20 adults in a, in a room 
and get them all to agree on the same thing <laughs> is impossible. You're telling me hundreds and thousands and millions of one race is all going to get together and say, hey, let's get a sympathy vote? Like, no. Like, it, it's, it's, it's this idea of, of just craziness that it won't make sense. So this may turn a lot of people off. This may um, galvanize people or get them excited. But I do want to tell, I do want to report a few numbers. And I want to keep you guys understand that this segment's going to run a little bit longer. This may be like a, almost like a two segment type of thing, just because of the fact of um, there's a lot to digest, a lot to talk about on this here. And I want to create a lot of dialogue. I was not briefed on this. Yeah. So, well, well <laughs> that's fine because we're, we're wrapping this part up and then we're going to take it into the, the second segment. Uh, right here. So um, we're going to talk about some of the factual stuff about how it's uh, affecting or positively affecting the Nike business, and we'll go from there. Welcome back. Here's my spiel. So don't forget to like and follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Also now on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter, don't forget it's Sports X Censored. Yep, so gonna dive right back into it. So I want to talk about some of the numbers, some of the metrics. I know you know one of the most boring things to do on podcast or radio is to talk about numbers. So yeah, so I'm just gonna be very light. <laughs> so obviously, um, this is what Nike has pulled, right? So we have to understand that Nike is targeting a certain demographic, a certain uh, age group, a certain race. Um, so let's let's be clear. Some of this may be a little fumbled map, but this is what's being reported. 21% of respondents said that they would stop buying Nike. 29% of young males in Nike's target demographic said they would purchase even more. So let's repeat that. 21% of the total people who purchased Nike have said, no, thank you, I do not want to buy Nike. 29% of young males, I can read between the lines, they're probably going after young black males, um, and Nike's tar target demographic said that they would purchase even more products in the future. So, it, think about this. Is Nike a young person's brand or an old person's brand? Young. Young person's brand, right? But and, I mean, I'm kind of old. No, I'm talking like I you gotcha, know, I gotcha. I'm 30, 20 versus, you know, 50, 60. Yeah. So think about I that. I don't know. I think your mom still shops there. Yeah, but, um, you know, think about the I'm majority. Just, I'm no, just, no, I'm just saying, no, ahead. just the, the majority of the population, right? So here's, here's the thing. In 2017, in December, Virtually no one had a negative opinion of the company. I can't think of a brand as popular as Nike for somebody to say nobody has a negative thing to say. Think about yeah. that. And there's everything that they could pull found that like it was like, well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Nike's too damn expensive. You can't say that because it's yeah. not because they do have some expensive stuff. Yes, like every brand, but they also have stuff that's very very mm -hmm. affordable, right? And plus, too, their clothes isn't like. For teeny tiny little babies, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very big range. Yep, it can work. It even has kids' clothes now. Yep. So, so here's the thing: is Nike knows that a young populace always buy their clothes. 
the people who won't buy Nike as much now are going to be older. And they don't care about that because realistically, young people who buy product now will more than likely buy product as they get older. Mm -hmm. That's how you start a customer base, right? That's just economics 101. Um, So here's what I'll say is, and people need to understand this, and then we're going to get into some kind of fun stuff on here. Um, But I want everybody to truly appreciate and, and get the fact that um, that this whole thing is being blown a little bit out of proportion. That we have both sides need to listen, right? I think that the most of why it's being blown out of proportion, though, is because of the wording. Also, Donald Trump. Also, oh. Donald Trump fans it, right? And Nike trying to appeal to their base. Donald Trump trying to appeal to his base. I've said this before. I'm a fan of Donald Trump. Uh, not too many people I mean, will say that. I mean, that'll get you shot in the streets. Yeah. And it's so funny because I'm for protests and for Donald Trump. People think, like, oh, my God, what are you, just a contrarian? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. Like, <laughs> the whole time, and I, without repeating myself, the whole time Trump was going for president, it was, hey, I'm going to turn this economy. I'm going to make America great again. He's done that. Not one time did he say, hey, by the way, social issues we're gonna look really good. We're gonna we're gonna grow as a socialistic place. We're gonna have no. um, great race relations. We're gonna have. He did not say that. He said he would start making us money. Well, you know what? Go figure that a businessman doesn't care about individual rights. Wow, what a shock! Yeah, I don't know why anybody's surprised by that. But, anyways, the reason why it is that I think about. So loud. I don't know why it's loud. Yeah, I don't know why it's loud. But, um, the one thing I want. Um, people to understand is that we need to listen more to each other so protesting side the for protesting side needs to understand that okay we've done that we've protested like that that's step one step two is gain everybody's attention we got that step three is what you can't keep protesting we can't keep doing it like this we need to change it up martin luther king famous protesters from sit-ins to walkouts, whatever the case may be, things adapt, things change because you got to change. The message stays the same, but you got to change your method to make sure that change happens for as far as to your goal. The protesting has to stop. We got to stop doing it. I'm for it, but we got to change it up. We got to do something different to bring the message which is basically police brutality race relations those type of things equality Mm -hmm. um got to change it up now we need to do something different the other side needs to understand hey this protesting i understand it's not about the flag i understand it's not about america but the other side needs to understand that hey we we hear you we listen Let's work out together. Let's figure this out. But you got to stop the protest. And that's something that they have to agree on. The protesting, that part, has to stop. And now we have to get to a point where we can work together to solve the issue. I don't and see it happening. I though. don't see that. That's, you know, that's such a, that's such a, oh, my God, I wish that happens. I wish it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah I, I said this before. The only way racism stops is if we find aliens. That's yeah. the only damn thing that's good. Because then the it's going to be species. Do- yeah, that's yep. exactly it. That's it's funny. That's, that's 100%. Speaking of some craziness, did you see the Elon Musk thing with Joe Rogan? No. 
What are you talking about? So Joe Rogan probably has like the for millennials, young people. The Joe Rogan podcast is oh that's funny. I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. So Joe Rogan is. Remember the Fear Factor TV show back in the day? <gasps> the short guy? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan. Okay. <laughs> Joe Rogan does UFC fights, like he yep. calls them. Yep. And he has a podcast that is growing big. Like, it's a huge deal with young people. I've listened to it a few different times. It is fantastic. So, Joe Rogan literally will be drinking whiskey, smoking weed, sitting around, what? talking just about whatever they want to talk about. Uh-huh. Like, and he interviews all sorts of people. He did a huge interview with Elon Musk. And Elon Musk, the te- Tesla. Like, Elon Musk is like, uh, <laughs> Elon Musk is a big fucking deal, okay? Like, I Elon, have no idea. Elon who he Musk is. is like, so, <laughs> Elon Musk is coming up the way for us to drive from LA to, like, fucking San Francisco underground. He's oh. the type of shit who's putting people to Mars. Like, he is this ultimate thinker, billionaire, owns Tesla, the um, electric, uh, you know, car company. Like, just is a huge, huge deal in there. So, he's a CEO, like, a 1% of the 1%, a multi-billionaire, like, a big deal, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So, Joe Rogan starts smoking weed, and he goes, oh, you probably can't smoke weed because, you know, know, all your stock, you know, stock owners and all that stuff. He's like, no, I'll smoke weed. So, he starts smoking weed in a podcast with him. The CEO, multi-billion dollar dude is just like, yeah, sure, I'll smoke weed with you. So, drinking whiskey, smoking weed. Joe Rogan has had everybody from Elon Musk smoking weed. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Elon Musk. He's had everybody from Elon Musk to crazy-ass Alex Jones. And I say crazy-ass Alex Jones in a nice, funny way. Because people... So, at first... And then we're going to get into the sports. This is like the least sports talk that we've (laughs) ever had on here. Um... But, so this Alex Jones stuff, uh, him getting, like, kicked off, I'm against that. Even though he's a kook, I'm against it. Just because I don't like silencing of anybody. I don't like silencing um, Black Lives Matter, and I don't like silencing those crazy racist Ku Klux Klan guys. I hated the idea that one of them got fired from his job. I think that sets a horrible precedent that you fire somebody because you don't believe in what they say or believe in their beliefs. So if it's, like, almost I run a company... And uh, somebody's gay, and I fire him for being gay. I think that's awful. Mm-hmm. If I fire somebody for being a white supremacist, I find that equally awful. I don't think you should be able to do that. But anyways, that's 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 here and there. Alex Jones. A lot of stuff people take him seriously. He's just trying to be funny. All right, this this, this is it. So we're gonna bring him in, and they're gonna turn the frogs gay. Okay, like that's that's how he sounds. I'm not sure if you've ever heard Alex Jones talk. But if I were to play Alex Jones, that's pretty damn close. He's got this rattly voice, and he talks like, like this. What is yeah, but water yeah, that's that's kind of what he sounds like. That's kind of what Alex Jones sounds like. He kind of sounds like that. But what's crazy is Alex Jones is dangerous because he knows a lot of shit, but it's like on a slant, and he tries to be funny, even though some people don't see the humor in it. But so this is a, this Joe Rogan thing is a big deal, right? So the reason I talk about that. Is his media, sports, everything is so infectious that it shares in it, you know, combines and adds to the stuff. And I think that we're in a, just in a different world now. And people need to understand that um, this planet is only so big. These countries are only so big. And we are so small compared mm-hmm. to the cosmos of everything. Uh, 
how long humans have been alive is uh, I think there was a um, there's a geologic like a there's like a cosmos calendar. I think I mm-hmm. saw this before. There's 31 days, right? Um, that if you add up all the time in the world, all the time that there's ever been since the Big Bang Theory to today, right? That there's been 31 days. How they break it down? Mm-hmm. Humans been around for like a couple seconds of 31 Jeez, days of time. So if you think about like it's something like that. Somebody's gonna call me I'm wrong, but it's like a couple seconds. It's something like that. Okay. So it's such a small part of the whole universe that it's like, guys, we got to figure this thing out, right? And that's what it comes down to. Okay, so that's enough sports life commentary type of shit. That was We're, nothing to do with sports. Uh, a little well, bit. Well, I mean, okay, the beginning. The but then it kind of was like... So we are going to go now, um, and we're going to talk about um, some of the NFL games, some of the takeaways, some of the things that we want to mm-hmm. see, and uh, some some sports trivia, and also some like cool sports sounds. Welcome back. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe at SoundCloud and iTunes. Also, don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and now Facebook. Okay, so we're going to get into the fun stuff, the football stuff. I know some of you guys probably tuned us out, but trust me, we skippers, need to talk about it. Skippers, come back to us. Skippers. Yeah, skippers, skippers come back. Um, so, a couple games that we want to talk about. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the takeaways I had. Um, I got like three or four takeaways from last week's um, NFL um, uh, games I played. Jess is going to recap a game here in a couple moments, or excuse me, preview a game, her game of the week that she wants to talk about um, in a little bit. But a couple things I want to take away. One, um, the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, I heard a couple people said that uh, he's just faking the knee injury so he can take a knee. Uh, That's what somebody said. I don't know if that's actually going to be true. Shout out to Luke. Uh, for coming up with that, but uh, I don't think that's true at all. Your, boy, your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. Um, so, anyways, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the first quarter, second quarter, uh, first half, and hurts his knee, gets sits down, comes back, and leads the Packers on a three-touchdown um, campaign to beat the Bears with Cleo Mack, um, starting for the Bears, who had just a, a phenomenal defensive master game um the raiders which brings me to the second thing uh which we'll talk about in a second here the raiders but um trading cleo mac but green bay um it owes aaron Rodgers that full contract no matter what um aaron Rodgers played on one leg turns out he's got a sprained knee he went back into the game doctors basically saying hey the sprained knee can't get any worse than what it is um, you can play on a no big deal, which probably tells me he's going to play week two. Um, if you're able to play in a game right when the knee injury happens, the swelling isn't as bad. Uh, the next day, the swelling will be awful on a sprained knee. The next day, um, the pain, basically the swelling stops. The third day, you can start to reduce it. Uh, fourth day, um, starts to go away. Fifth day, feels like a, almost like a new knee. Sixth day, you got to play. So he's basically going to be missing practice every week going forward. 
because of that knee until until it heals and a sprained knee is is going to linger on. So Aaron Rodgers is an absolute stud to be able to do that. Um, second takeaway, talked about it, Cleo Mack picked up the uh, Bears defense amazingly fast, was able to put it together, um, execute, and dominate at a level um, that, you know, he's he's continuously played at, right? So I think Khalil Mack is going to be a differentiator. He's going to be something that puts the Bears to be formidable. The problem is with the Bears is they have a tough division. The Vikings are strong. The Packers are strong. Unfortunately, the Lions are weak, which brings me to the next point. Um, Lions, Matt Patricia, looked like he seen a fucking ghost on the field. Um, it started off great. They had a pick six against Sam Darnold. Um, Sam Darnold looked like a deer in the headlights, um, looked absolutely scared. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, like, that's not going to get it done. And no Bill Belichick, um, former assistant, has turned out well. Um, even Nick Saban, who had a average career in the NFL, I think it was like two seasons. Um, he, obviously, he's a great college coach, but not too many have had um, NFL success. I mean, some even had worse college success, like a Charlie Weiss with Notre Dame. I think he's still getting paid by Notre Dame, and he hasn't coached there in years, which is crazy. Um, so that's that's going into that. The last thing I want to talk about, um, and this is something I'm going to be previewing as well for my game of the week, looking at it. Um, it's not. Most people are going to be like, what? Game of the week? The New York Jets versus the Miami Dolphins. Huh? So, yep. So, Sam Darnold, uh, the rookie quarterback for the Jets, um, threw a pick six in his first ever pack, passing attempt, which has to be. I, I don't know if there's a stat out there. It has to be the first time that's ever fucking happened. His first play of his NFL career is a damn pick six. Like, that. it, can, it literally can't get any worse than that. Um, so... He rattled, rattled, he rallies back, excuse me, and the Jets end up blowing the doors off the Lions. Like it was a shit show for the for the uh, for for the um, Detroit Lions. So now you go into it in this divisional game. Dolphins are up 1-0. Jets are up 1-0. If the Jets can go up 2-0 in this week, and Sam Darnold has a real performance, um, just a if if he has a 220-250 yard game with. Two, three touchdowns, zero to one INTs, um, above a 60% completion percentage. The Jets have a real quarterback on their hands. They have a real quarterback who's going to produce and something that the Jets haven't seen, uh, last seen since Joe Namath, uh, when, when our parents were kids, pretty much. So now I think that's going to be a big game. The problem the Jets have is something they can't control. They're in the same division um, as the Patriots. So the Patriots have run amok. They have run that division. They will still continue to run that division. But I think um, we're going to see the Jets over the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins got Ryan Tannehill coming in, um, Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore doing some things. Um, I think that we're going to see a like a 21-14 um, Jet win um, over the Dolphins. Dolphins keep it respectable. So Who I, did I pick? Um, I, th- I think he picked the Jets. I think you picked Jets when we were picking on there for it. Because I, I think I, cause I said, you know, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Oh, yeah, Jets, yeah, and then Jets. I was like... Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Did we like mention the, that already? That's like the coolest theme. Oh, no, we have it on there for it. We could talk about that a little okay. bit later. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But 
Um, okay, so that's kind of what my game of the week is. Jess, you're, what is your game of the week out there? So you sound way more intelligent than I do. I'm not going to be able to say all that stuff that you just Okay, said. well, I know you've researched so, it a little bit. But a little you... bit, a little bit. So first of all, everybody knows that I'm a Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. Nobody, well, we all kind of know why. Yeah, Ray Ray. Ray Ray. So I don't know if not you've Ray Rice, seen... to be clear. Not no, woman beater. I'd rather take the hammer. Yeah, take the hammer. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um. So, did you see the score for last week against the Bills? No. Uh. So I, I'd seen the game, but I did not look at the three score to forty-seven. Like oh Jesus, that's right. Yeah, Flacco went off. Yes. So this week they go against the Bengals. Um. So I kind of looked into it a little bit. Um. They're kind of talking about how like um Flack, like like I can't even Flacco. Yeah. Flacco. He's gonna um. He's kind of going to get hit back to reality this week because their yeah. defense is a little bit more intelligent than the Bills. They're actually yep. going to run a little bit more on him. Agreed. Um, let's see. What is on here? So, who is that? Crabtree? I had so much You know, much Andy Dalton for up. the Bengals, uh, the quarterback there, uh, Andy Dalton went to school in Katy. Nuh-uh. Yeah. He went, he went to Katy High School. And actually, Andy Dalton, um, where work at, has shopped multiple times. Really? Yeah, I actually seen him in person before. He's got a tiny head. I didn't head. know that. He's got a really tiny head. No, no, no. What's the guy that my Nana thinks that you look like? Do you remember us talking about that? I think Andy Dalton. I'm Is pretty it? Sure I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Andy Dalton has red yes. hair. So. I, re- I remember her telling me one time, she goes, you know who Matt looks like? I'm like, what do you, who? And she goes, that Andy Dalton. And I was, and then you were like, I'm pretty sure it's just because he has red hair. Yeah. Like 100%. And I think our hair is similar, but he's got a tiny head. Andy Dalton's got a tiny, tiny head. Um, but anyway, um, so... I really don't have too much. I just, I personally think that the Ravens are still going to win. Just because, uh, I mean, they're my team. Yeah, I, I, so... But the Bengals are, yeah, the, the defense is a lot better than the, the Bills. So we'll see how it actually goes. Uh, to where they can't really run the ball as much. They're gonna It's going to have to be a passing game. Yep, Dixon going on the IR for... Um, for the Baltimore Ravens is a setback. That was their starting back. And what's so crazy is people don't realize how hard the NFL is. This is week one. Week one is in the books going to week two. The Ravens have uh, five people on the either um, out, questionable, yep. or IR. And then the Bengals are we throwing out hard. two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, man, it's it. From what it looks like on there. They, the the betters, the gamblers, the smart guys, the wise guys are picking the Baltimore Ravens 56% chance, basically the matchup predictor, um, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, to 43.8%. If you're doing the math, you're like, man, there's like a 0.4 missing. That's because 0.4% there's a chance of a tie. I don't even know how that's even... What did you say, a .4? A .4 chance of a tie. Uh, well, they, I mean, the Steelers and the Browns tied, and I said that before. I said Ben Roethlisberger's a shit show on the uh, on the road, and um, he was a turd, a big stinky turd on the road like he normally is. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to play a little bit of sound, um, kind of some sports sound for it on there, something we like to do each week. Um, this right here is... Um, something kind of cool, something we don't think about, and we're going to talk about it in a second here, but I'm going to play it just like a little quick 12 seconds here. The All-Star game is in Dallas, the first three-point contest, and he just starts looking at guys, doesn't say a word, and, and people are getting kind of nervous. 
then he finally speaks and says, I'm just, just looking to see who's going to finish second. So he's talking about Larry Bird. So Larry Bird um, gets too much and not enough credit. He gets too much credit into being this offensive mastermind uh, when realistically he was just more skilled than a lot of the people he played and also they weren't really as athletic as they are nowadays. But if the three-point shot was more... If Larry Bird played today, he would be close to like a, a Stephen Curry type of thing because his three-point stroke was good. It was money. He didn't really get too much elevation, unfortunately, from the ground, which probably would affect him a little bit. But he was money from the three-point range. And he never shot more than 100 threes in a season, which is kind of funny. Because now, like, you look at Curry, you look at all these guys who shoot it. They shoot, like, at least 100 threes, 200 threes, or make at least 100 or 200 threes. Uh, which is so funny because he didn't even attempt 100 threes in a season. But Larry Bird um, is a guy who um, whose game would probably translate really well into any era. Just because he was so skilled um offensively as well as defensively and probably one of the game's coolest trash talkers like being able to walk into a a room of your peers um of top people of your peers and basically say hey i'm just looking around to see who's gonna be second place in this three-point contest i I think about a lot of times when i think about trash talking but anyways okay we're gonna go into our final segment we're gonna wrap up with uh sports trivia some country songs some cool stuff that uh justin and i are gonna talk about their kids Welcome back to the Sports Uncensored Podcast. It's Matt and Jess. Don't forget to like and subscribe at SoundCloud and iTunes. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Okay, so we'll get into the fun country stuff here in a second. Um, I wanted to put a little sports trivia out there. Um, So, I don't know if everybody's familiar with the recruiting process, but um, in college basketball... Obviously, a ton of basketball players in the United States. Um, if they want to be able to go play for a college, they usually got to do some tryouts and some game tape, this, that, and the other. Well, this is something I did not know, actually. Um, Hall of Famer Michael Jordan, as we know, played for UNC University of North Carolina. But playing for the Tar Heels was not what he originally wanted to go to. Actually, he rooted for the in-state rival, NC State, growing up. So he was an NC State fan, not a North Carolina fan. So where do you think Michael Jordan wanted to play? I'll give you a little hint. It was nowhere near the east side of the United States. It's on the west coast. Texas. Texas. Um, No. It was actually UCLA, the Bruins, right? So he wanted to go there. UCLA not only did not want him there, but never even recruited him. Never even wow. talked to him. Their mistake. Yeah, their mistake. <laughs> Jesus. Because it's funny because UCLA had uh, um, Lou Alcender, who you're probably like, oh, who the hell is that? Yeah. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And that's who ended up changing his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. You're giving me the scared look. Like, I have no idea. Um, but uh, he's like one of the greatest. He made the sky hook. This is why we can't go live. Yeah, yeah this is, yeah, to give me the I don't know. Um, Everybody's going to know I don't know anything. Yeah, like, who the fuck is that? Um, but uh, okay. They're going to see me sitting over here, like, scrambling to find who's everything. This, who's this? Who's this? Well, it's kind of cool because you're learning stuff at the same time. But I thought that was a cool sports trivia. Um, so let's talk about, so what we're doing with the kids real quick that we're doing the yeah. country stuff. So, uh, you know, Jess and I, you know, Jess is a Nova sports fan. Like we talked about, I'm a huge sports <laughs> fan. And so I what we, yeah, exactly. So what we did is we put together a little pick em league. Okay, so, wait, wait, wait. So you're really into it. I'm not so much, but let me just say our kids are all following in your footsteps. Yeah, they so all want to like do it. That's the biggest thing. They're they, all into it. They all want to watch the games. Like, it's a really big thing in our house. And it's so funny because, like, they're not even really focusing on the matches that much. They no. just want to know, like, hey, did I did I pick that team to win? Did I win? Perfect. So, um, basically, we're just doing a pick them straight up. We're not trying to pick against the spread. I'm not trying to teach my kids how to gamble. Um, well, you know, well. oh, let's see, you know, Giants 14 in the over and, uh, and they're playing in the Meadowlands. I'll take them. They're dogs on the road. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want them, you know, talking a little Polly down the corner and, you know, we're asking them what's the big on the next game. You know what I mean? Like, we're not trying to do that shit. But, uh, you know, just, hey, which, who do you think straight up? Pick them. Who do you think is going to win? Dolphins versus Jets, right? Who do you think is going to win? And, you know, at first I was like, oh, they're not going to pay attention to for, for as far as what their brothers pick. And, you know, our second youngest, Jackson, That's he get to third. pick, right? Oh, our third no, youngest. I'm sorry. Second you said youngest. youngest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oldest. yeah. And so he uh, he literally uh, is like, I know my brothers didn't pick that team. I know my brothers <laughs> didn't pick that team. Like, he's like, keep a track. But I was like, dang, okay, buddy. So right now it's <laughs> and funny. And do you know Breland's trying to download the podcast app so he can listen to the Dan Levitard show? Oh, good for I him. I was like, no, That's no good, way. Great no, show. He's nine. not that bad. Um, so right now, for those of us who are keeping track of it, person who is in first place, <laughs> Jess, the she's one in first who knows place nothing. with 11, <laughs> the 11 wins over last week, which is pretty strong. Like that's like 80% winners. Like if she just put money on it, we would have made made a grip. Um, second I place, I some like out there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, clearly. Second is. Um, a three-way tie between me and my two oldest sons. And then the second youngest is in last with uh, four points. So it was 11, 8, and he 4. He was so bummed. Yeah, he was bummed. He's like, I'm going to win this week. Uh, I know, that's why he was really paying attention. He's like, I'm going to win this week, so we'll see what <laughs> happens. Um, all that, that's fun, that's fun. So we're going to get into it. Um, so it's kind of something we're fun doing. If you if you want to do it, you should look into it. It's just the ESPN app. You can do some pick them. It's good for like friends, family, and stuff. Uh, like he actually asked if he could uh, download that app too, so, so he that can, way look he at can look at it. He's gonna cheat. He's gonna he cheat is. his teams. He's you gotta watch cheater. out for him. He's a little cheater. Okay, so um, let's talk about three country songs. I'm gonna name my three country songs. Um, this I is didn't for run me. mine by you, so I don't know if you have. You will. You won't. Have I mine. guarantee you, one of them will be on there. Um, so. For me, number three um, is going to be uh, Forever and Ever, Amen. God damn it. I knew that was going to be one God of yours. God damn it. That's going to be number three for me. Uh, obviously, great song. You know, timeless song about love and all that type of stuff. Great song. Um, number two um, is going to be Neon Moon 
by Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. I love that song. Um, you know, when my song goes down, you know, that yodeling <laughs> voice that they do. Um, like this everybody, everybody who is drunk at a bar, it hears that song. And you're they broken hearted. Think, just... They immediately think they can do the voice like I just did and it's going to be awful. <laughs> Number one song, King George, um, Amarillo by Morning yep. is such a great song. Yep. Like such a Texas song. Such a Houston song, such a such a Eastern Texas type of thing. So, um, if for for country music, King George, most people don't realize this, or George Strait has fifty number one hits on the country music charts. Let me be clear: fifty songs that went number one. He actually has a CD called Fifty Number Ones. Fifty number one hits. Like that at that point, like <laughs> shit, he could be. Singing a tune as he's taking a shit, and that turns into a number one hit. 50? I couldn't even come up with 50 good ideas, let alone 50 damn songs that are number one hits. So that's that's my choice. That's my top three. Um, obviously, we'd love to hear from you guys as well with it. Um, so Jess, what are your top three? Two of the artists that you have, I have. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so my number three, though, is definitely Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. Yes. Um, I changed my number two. That's why I told you to keep talking. Yeah. Uh, it's still Randy Travis, mm-hmm. but it's deeper than the holler. Deeper than the holler. <laughs> um, Father my number one is George Strait, Cross My Heart, but it's really oh any George Strait song. Yeah, I mean, you could literally put his stuff on. 50 number yes. one. Hits. You could just keep it going all day. And they're all. It's not all about heartbreak and stuff, though. That's the thing. I just, listen, 50 number one hits. I can't get enough of that. Like, oh, man, that's... We're going to have George Strait this whole, like, in between. That's going to be all George Strait. There's three, there's, like, three major groups. I like every fucking thing they do and turn to gold. They're three singers. Elton John, George Strait, and, like, the Beatles are, like, Mm -hmm. three groups, three individuals who, like... Um, anything they touch, like, turned to fucking gold. Like, you know, whatever they wanted to come up with turned out to be, you know, light light years ahead of everything. Okay, everybody, we're going to wrap up the podcast. I want to appreciate everybody who's been listening. Appreciate everybody who continuously pushes us, loves talking about it, gives our opinions. It's like, hey, did you post? Hey, did you post? Why haven't you posted? Listen, we got stuff going on, too. We try to do it every, (laughs) you know, every Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, like post on one of those three days Mm -hmm. um, throughout the week. Um, we're getting a decent group of people listening to it on there. We, you know, the more the merrier. If we get more people listening, we will do more a week on there. We'll try to get to like two a week on there for it. Um, cause we're, like I said, we're getting a decent group, but appreciate everybody. Um, we will talk to you guys next week. See ya.